Hey guys, welcome to the ResinCast, a place to share knowledge and ideas in the world of resin casting and blank making. Each episode will cover a different topic and answer listener questions. I'm Zach Higgins, a full-time resin turning blank maker and YouTuber running ResinWorksStudio.com. And I'm Casey Martin. I'm a hybrid pen blank maker, YouTuber, and longtime pen turner. We are two guys who love getting creative with resin, and we want to share that passion with you. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today, Zach and I are going to continue our new normal of asking each other questions. But before we get into that and what we've been up to lately, I want to give a big thank you to our three sponsors, Turn Text, Turner's Warehouse, and Easywood Tools. Easywood Tools is the best place to go if you're looking for some carbide turning tools. They are American-made, and the carbide steel itself is uh, some of the highest highest quality out, out there. It is the home of the negative rate cutter head, which turns resin and other finicky materials like butter, and uh, they're just all around are an awesome company, awesome people, so definitely go check them out. They have some other great lathe accessories like chucks and other things like that, so big thank you to them. Them. Next up, Turner's Warehouse. They are the place to go if you're a Turner. They, uh, speaking of Easywood Tools, they carry them as well as a bunch of other things for turning, as their name implies, but also resin casting as well, ring making, uh, I believe even some knife making uh, materials. So they've got the stuff uh, for you if you're a maker and, and looking to make some things. So definitely go check them out. And last but not least, Turntex is the home of Cactus Juice Stabilizing Resin. That's where Zach and I get all of ours. Um, it's also where we've gotten a couple vacuum chambers that are made by uh Turntex themselves, which um, they are certified as juice proof, which means that they uh, have a really nice warranty and, and are awesome chambers. And then they also have their own cactus juice dyes. And they're also one of the largest distributors in North America of Alumalite as well. That's where I order all of my 80 pound Alumalite kits. So big thank you to our three sponsors. Um, they support the show. So please help support them. They're awesome. And uh, we really appreciate it. So Moving into the episode, Zach, what have you been up to lately in your shop? Oh, man, this weekend has been pretty nuts with sales and all kinds of stuff. So I've been just trying to keep up on inventory. But I actually have been doing a couple other things. So on the on the live stream last week, uh, we we cast these. They're, I think they're actually, I don't exactly know what they are. But uh, Dan over at Stainless Bottle Stopper sent me a kind of a care package. And I think they're like baby food cap things. I, I don't know. People in the chat actually knew exactly what they were, but I don't have babies or anything like that, or I don't know any, so <laughs> I've never seen these caps, but they're just these like random plastic cap things that we cast in, uh, I want to say, two-inch PVC pipes, and so I'm pretty excited about that because we're going we're gonna to turn one up and, and also turn one into one uh, using one of their new products. They, they came out with um, like liquor, like whiskey bottles and, you know, like whiskey or like hard liquor uh, bottle stoppers. So they're a little bit bigger and they fit those kind of larger bottles a little bit better. And so I'm going to turn one of those. So I'm excited. It's been a while since I got on the lathe and I kind of uh, a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of self uh, self care. I was like, okay, next week we're actually going to turn something on the live stream instead of doing resin casting. So I'm excited about that. I haven't, I haven't turned anything for a long time. I've just been so busy with getting everything set up for the, the business stuff and all that. And then these sales and all this. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to turning, making some shavings. Uh, and then another thing that I've been kind of playing around with is, uh, trying some new glitters. Um, uh, they're pretty much the same ones that, that I was using before, but 
a couple different new colors. So I actually have a, a Christmas theme, like red and green, uh, you know, uh, tinsel glitter uh, blank that I just launched. They're going to be kind of like a limited edition until, I don't know, probably probably till I run out of glitter or something like that, or you know, Christmas comes and then I'll I'll end them. But so that was pretty cool, a new new glitter, and then I'm also looking at possibly expanding. Uh, or adding a couple couple new colors of the glitter, so I'm kind of excited about that. It's always fun to to kind of I don't know try something new, you know, see what see what else is out there, and and see if it's worth expanding, see if they look good. So just been kind of playing around a little bit, but most of everything lately this last week has just been um, trying to get everything ready for the the Black Friday sales. We we really did it up. We had a different sale every day this weekend, and so I, it was pretty good. I, I got pretty good response and. Had had fun doing it, so awesome. That's that's about all that's on my plate, though. Just just trying to keep my head above water. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, uh, so in a similar boat, in the sense that I had um a couple Black Friday sales going on, one for the mica powders, and then also for the pen blanks, and just you know all all of the the material, um, on the wine country woodwork side of things, and so that that was good. It was fun to, um be working in the shop making a lot of those things um also what i think i mentioned on the last video which i was or sorry the last podcast episode that i was working on was a video for um casting some multi-die stabilized blocks um not necessarily a how-to video although i of course like throw in some some tips and tricks and stuff in there but just a fun video where i i casted several of them um so if you know, you, you haven't... Did you get that posted? Yeah, I did. I did. I, oh, I didn't get a notification. Yeah, I think sure. it was on... I don't know. It was sometime like mid last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that that was fun. I made um, three blocks in that video and then maybe made like, I don't know, three or four outside of it um, before and after it. And I put those all up on my store too. So if anybody is interested... Um, you know, those, those are available for sale and some of them are really cool. They're all either dyed or multi-dyed, like I said. And, you know, when I could see what the color of the, the dyed wood was, um, I would try to like coordinate it as best, best as I could. Like there's one that I think is pretty cool that had, um, really deep, dark red dye. And then, so I did like a red, uh, transparent red and it just, I, I don't know. So some, some cool stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, just sending out um, and f- filling up mica powders. What was nice was my um, my neighbor, he had the, the whole week for Thanksgiving off from school. So I was able to get my my favorite uh, middle schooler to, <laughs> to help me out <laughs> filling up some containers. So Child labor. <laughs> so anyway, it was nice. um, it was good. And it was, you know, since our last episode, um, a few listeners out there, we, we had Thanksgiving um in between these these last couple episodes so it was it was also good to just relax and unwind and um you know have have time in the shop which was really fun and uh made it a lot more enjoyable for me because normally you know I, i i work monday through friday through my day job and then um really only have a good amount of time to really get shop stuff done on the weekends and it turns into being a lot less enjoyable and a lot more um stressed sometimes because i just don't have as much time like for instance if i don't realize until saturday morning 
that I'm running low on stabilized grapevine, then I'm not going to be able to cast mm. anything until I do all the stabilizing and have it like late Sunday, like cured, ready, you know? So, and then yeah. of course you have to wait until the blanks cure to cut them. And so anyway, a long story short, it was nice to just have, have some time in the shop that, um, you know, I could just get everything done, but do it in kind of a, a fun, stress-free way. So yeah, that was, that mm-hmm. was what I've been up to. Yes. Yeah. yeah, actually I, I did, you know, we, I was trying to keep up, keep up with everything, but, but this weekend was kind of nice. I took a, a little bit of liberty to, to kind of, you know, sleep in, not, not really get roused and get going. Cause I, you know, I, I work six days a week usually. So it's like up breakfast shop, <laughs> you mm. know? And so I actually took a little bit of kind of rela- relaxation this weekend. It was pretty Good. fun. Uh, we actually, one, one thing we also did was we signed up for, uh, uh, like a Turkey trot, you know, like a 5k, mm-hmm. uh, on Thanksgiving, but they, there was an option to do it virtually, which I, whatever that means, it, wherever you want. And you just kind of, you know, just do 5k somewhere. Um, and the reason we initially, the reason we chose to do it virtually is cause we had plans and I, I think it would have screwed stuff up. So what we decided to do was we got up and actually went hiking, um, for our like Turkey trot 5k. So that was actually really fun too on, on Thanksgiving. There's a few other people out kind of on this trail and nice. It was a perfect day. I, although I have mixed feelings right now because we haven't had any, we, like we got dumped like three feet of snow in October in up in Tahoe and we haven't seen a snowflake since. <laughs> and I'm just like, come on. <laughs> So it was a really nice day, but, you know, I kind of wish it was just dumping snow on us. That would have been a lot better for me. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. It was, I hope everybody out there had a good Thanksgiving and got, got to, to hang out, relax, and, and eat. <laughs> that's, what we all, that's what we all love. Yep, absolutely. So moving, um, moving on to the questions, I have a question for mm. you. Um, so Ooh. one of the things, uh, you know, I've, I've definitely done this in the past. Um, so I, and, and I can give my, my thoughts after yours, but I'm curious what your thoughts are when it comes to making blanks or like material for people who are using it uh, to make, make items that maybe not everybody would be necessarily okay with like the example that comes to mind that's really big is um is vapes you know there's there's a huge a huge community of people that make vapes out of and and they call stabilized wood like stab wood um you know and so i've i've definitely sold lots of blocks over the years to to different people who who make those and I, I necessarily don't, don't really think it's a big deal, especially like in that category of, of it, people, you know, <laughs> wishful thinking, I guess, but the wishful thinking is that, you know, vapes are, are designed to, to help people stop smoking, whether or not that, that is, is true or not. But, um, you know, one, one of my questions kind of for you is, you know, do you, do you have any thoughts or opinions on it one way or the other like do you you're just kind of indifferent like it doesn't really matter or um you know do you have any i don't know just kind of any 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 thoughts in general because that that's just one example that came to mind but you know i'm sure Mm -hmm. there's other things too 
Well, yeah, no, there's and there's a lot of different different things out there. I mean, one thing that I could think of that you know some people would may, may be on may, may have problems with it, like if you don't like guns, then you may not want to make gun grips. Right. If you don't like knives, you know, maybe I guess I don't know. I mean, we're kind of stretching here, but you know, there are some things out there. Um, for me, I don't really care what people do with it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. I haven't run into anything personally where I was like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing this because of what you're making. But um, I don't really do custom work anyway that, that much. So I don't know. I haven't really run into too much of this. But um, I think that if I had a very like serious uh, objection to something that somebody was making, um, you know, the, the thing that they were making, I would probably opt out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I had some, like, if I really felt that strongly about, you know, people should not be making this or, or whatever, I would probably just say, you know, you can, I'm sure there's someone else that can do it. Um, but for most things, um, I, and I, I honestly, I can't really think of anything offhand that I would just be like, no, <laughs> I am not making that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I, one of the things it's kind of interesting to see what other, what people make that you wouldn't personally make, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with, with your blocks or materials or blanks or whatever. Um, and, and even, even with the pen blanks, I mean, I had one guy may, he was making, um, he was, he was, a he played the saxophone, like he was in a band and he was making, um, keypad, things (laughs) things <laughs> like like on the saxophone oh, there's wow. like little uh little yeah like little keypads and different things that that go on the keys and he was making that out of block uh, out of pen blanks that i that i made and so that you know it's i always find it really interesting when somebody's like oh i want to make this you know thing that i would never i didn't know about or i've never thought of making you know i would never make myself necessarily um so i i, I don't know i kind of enjoy seeing you know different uses of, of the same material. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more on the, yeah, let's go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's do this. Why not? Let's see what happens, you know? Um, but like I said, I, if it were something that I had a serious problem with whatever they were making, I would just say, you know, no, I don't really need to be associated with that thing. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I I I just thought it was, I would just say, you know, I just thought it was a cute, how about you? Is there, you, you, you said there wasn't really anything for you to, yeah, no, not, not (laughs) really. And I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's, um, there's something out there that, uh, that exists that, you know, if I was, in a situation like you're just describing where I, I was asked, you know, I, w- I would simply just, just turn it down. But, you know, uh, I mean, although there has been custom orders I've done for people who have made, you know, like vapes and, and stuff like that, the majority of the time, I just like the people who I've sold to that make those, they just buy the blocks that I put on Etsy. Right. And it's like, yeah. how, how am I, gonna know like what people turn that into (laughs) that that's like the allure and the beauty of making those blocks is that they can be turned into anything right so yeah yeah, i mean i don't know i i didn't really i expected you to kind of be in the same boat as me and i'm sure a lot of the listeners are or maybe they've encountered you know something um you know we we haven't or you know um but anyway i i just thought it was an interesting interesting topic because 
you know, maybe not in necessarily our genre of being a maker, do you come across um, stuff like that? But I know in different maker communities, you know, uh, people, you know, may sometimes get a commission for something that they're like, "Ah, I don't know if I really support, you know, whatever that thing is, you know? (laughs) And so anyway, just thought it was an interesting topic to bring up. Yeah, no, and and there's so many different things that you can make, you know, with with resin blocks or you know turning like turning blanks. What we make, um, it's and and that's actually you know like in my ebook that I that I made the beginner's guide to resin casting. Um, I really one one section that I don't know is, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's the most crucial thing in the book you know for like somebody that's just getting started with resin casting it's not going to give you a skill necessarily or 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 save you money or do anything but um this one section is just i put a bunch of different things that you can make with resin um you know like i there was um somebody did some like a photograph where it was like layered um you know like different layers of it's really hard to explain but (laughs) basically they they cast a photograph in resin and like a table and and you know, doing inlay work and, and all these different types of things. And I, and I just wanted to kind of point out, cause a lot, a lot of people get into this stuff and they have a very specific thing that they want to make. You know, when I got started, I want to make pen blanks. That was, there was no, not even bowl blanks or anything like that, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, even bigger, like stopper blanks that none of that was on my mind. It was just pen blanks. And, you know, over the years I learned about different, um, different things. And, and especially I think it's important outside of like turning, you know, like, cause I was, you know, pen blank. So it's obvious, okay, there's bowl blanks and there's all these different things that you can turn. Um, but when I started really understanding some of the stuff that people were doing way outside of what I do, it really opened my eyes as to what you can do with resin. You know, um, I think one of the biggest, uh, instances was when I started kind of following punished props, um, they make, you know, props and costumes and they do a lot of stuff with, with resins, but it's mostly, um, you know, like replicas of things. Um, you know, they'll, they'll create something or maybe even buy like a prop, like a toy prop and then cast it and make a copy of it or make many copies of it. And so, you know, I hadn't really done a whole lot of that kind of like duplication of, of things. And so seeing some of the projects they made, it, it kind of gives you some ideas, you know, um, maybe not entirely, you know, specific to like pen blanks or anything like that, like what I make, but you see little things in it and it kind of gives you an idea, you know, just seeing even your same blocks or blanks or pen blanks or whatever it may be that you make, even seeing the same thing that you make, used in a different way it might actually give you an idea so i think it's i think it's actually a pretty valuable thing to to kind of broaden that that horizon in in a sense um and see different things whether it's your own blocks or just kind of dipping your toes in other genres of of making you know doing resin casting projects yeah definitely definitely totally agree um do you do you want to ask a question or should i yeah I, I got a question. So I have been having some issues with my scale. Um, and I, I've been using, I, there's, there's a specific brand that I like that goes from 0.1 grams up to 3000, which is not very typical. Usually they're, most of them are like one gram resolution and then maybe go up a little higher than that. But 
I really like it, but I need it. I need very high accuracy because a lot of the dye recipes that I need need tenths. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm measuring very small amounts with the dyes um, to get consistency. And I've my, my scale has been going like nuts and doing all kinds of weird stuff. And I was just wondering, you know, one, have you ever run into issues where your scale started doing weird stuff? Um, and two, what scale do you use? Um, yes, I have. I ran into issues. I kind of forget what it was exactly. Um, I think I think what I was having happen. Um, so I, I I use the same. I have two scales, but one of which um, basically one for like really heavy pours, where mm-hmm. it it doesn't go to the tenth just because it doesn't yeah. matter when I'm doing you know like forty or fifty ounces. Um, and then. The other, you know, is is the same brand. I forget. Is it like American something like that? Um, American Waste. Yeah. And so the first one that like the one that I currently have has a has a pretty high uh, weight limit. It's like whatever the highest one that they have is. And maybe it it was what you were just mentioning. But the first one Mm -hmm. that I got same model, just whichever version has the lower weight limit. If I'm remembering correctly, it was maybe that one or a different one, but um, like the the um, the what's the word like the weight that it gave back would never settle, like it would ever so um like it was just yeah it would just around. bounce around just a little bit yeah. like it wouldn't stop moving. Um, is that what's happening with yours, or is it something different? Man, I've been having nothing but problems. I've literally bought five scales ranging from 30 bucks to 150 and they all don't work. Oh jeez. <laughs> and I'm like what is going on? Yeah, so I'm 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 bummed, man, cuz like that it's American Way scales, that's the brand and it's the LB3000. And I've been using those for a long time and I, and I got to be honest, I have ordered some that didn't really work out of the box, but then I just send them back and get a new one. And so I, I've, you know, they, they go out. If dust gets in there, it can kind of screw stuff up and, you know, temperatures and all that stuff. So I've replaced it over the years. But, man, I've, I bought th- I'm, I'm on, I've bought three of that scale, two of which I bought on Amazon and had the same problem. One of the problems is if I plug it in, you know, and you turn the scale on and where it kind of the display kind of like is doesn't it's not zero it's like doing like like settling out i guess and like it's just like crazy display and then eventually it'll turn to zero once it's kind of like ready right that's how kind of how most scales they do right when you turn it on mm-hmm. they do the it's like every you know light on on the display like lights up and then it kind of zeros so if you plug it in it will never zero and that happened 3 times in a row but if you run it on batteries, it works fine. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know how that's possible. I don't even know what's going on with these things. But all three of them have been the same thing. And uh, and then I bought some other like expensive ones that you would think that it would be more accurate. And it like so sometimes I'm dripping. So, you know, like I'll fill resin in a cup. Like let's say it's like 100 grams of resin. And then I'm literally dripping like 0.3 grams of, of dye in there. And so it's a pretty low number and all that, but I I've had, th- or that one, I think it was like 150 bucks or something like that, or maybe a hundred. I dropped, it must've been like, it was over a, a, a full gram of dye in there. And it supposedly is, you know, like has accuracy of like point, I don't know, point two or something like that. 
And I mean, I'm putting grams of dye in there and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this thing. I'm sending it back. It doesn't work, obviously. It's it doesn't resolve low enough. And so like, I'm like, I have $30 scales that work. So it's, it's just been a nightmare like lately. And I don't know what is going on. If, if like, there's something weird going, I don't know. The old ones still kind of work, but what, what prompted me to get a new scale was the other one. What was happening is it would, so I'm in the middle of, 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 you know, measuring and it would literally like jump like 20 grams like, so, you know, I'm like pouring a little bit, a little bit, and then it would go from like a hundred to 120 without me doing anything. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay, time for a new scale. Obviously this one's not working. And so I've, I've, it's just been nuts. Like, I'm like, I, I need a scale that works. So I actually have th- three more coming uh, just hopefully one of them will work. So I don't know what the deal is. And, and one of the scales, so I bought two of those, you know, the one that I was the same one that I, I've been using forever. Two of those I bought on Amazon. And I thought, well, maybe like I've heard like horror stories where, where Amazon, sometimes you end up getting things that people already sent back, like returned items. And so I thought, okay, well maybe for some reason I got like duds and, and Amazon's not the way to go. So I literally went to Amazon or uh, American Wayscale's own website and bought the third one, same problem. Mm. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Luckily I have actually a lot of scales. Um, so I have a few that work, but I, I really don't like using battery power. Um, I, I just, I've run into it where, I don't know, you like get distracted or something and you walk away and then the thing shuts off in the middle of mixing or, or you know, measuring. And so I've, I've just never, that happened like once or twice. And it basically, sometimes it ruins, you know, what you're doing completely. Um, and I've had to waste resin. So like, I don't like doing that. I just want something that stays on all the time, plug it into the wall. It's, it should <laughs> be, be better that way, but I don't know what's going been going on with these scales. So if I find one that it works better, I'll, I'll let people know. <laughs> Hopefully it's not, I don't know. I, I, this time around, I actually bought a $300 scale just to see, just to see what happens. If it's, if it works any better or anything. One of the things that I'd really like is for it, you know, when I'm looking at a scale, I want it to resolve quick. Like I just, I hate sitting there waiting for it to like, it's kind of bouncing around and you know, you're waiting seconds for every single, you know, addition every cup so i i I want something that's fast but i also need something that's accurate at low uh, at the low end and so one one strategy this time around i also bought one that has a a thousandth it goes to thousandths Mm -hmm. of grams and so or hundreds i guess not thousands um hundredth grams centigrams i guess maybe um and so i was thinking if i'm doing something where I, I only need to add like 0.2 grams of dye to something because some, sometimes that happens. Um, maybe I'll just pull out their super accurate one. Um, but the problem with those is they usually don't go very high. And so I got to watch and make sure that I, you know, it. <laughs> if it only goes to like 100 grams total that you can put on there, if you put more on there, you'll break the scale basically or it, it shuts off. So. I don't know. I just, it's been kind of a weird nightmare of, of stuff, especially when you need, you need an accurate scale to work. Um, so I don't know. I just, I thought I'd bring that up. Hopefully nobody else is having issues with that, but, um, you might want to watch out on that LB 3000. 
um, scale. I don't know if I am just the most unlucky person <laughs> on the planet or if they just suck now for some reason. They, they changed something. Yeah. Um, but like I said, they worked okay on battery. Uh, but yeah, I just, that's, I don't, that's, the that's only, not what I want to do. That's the only way I've ever used them. Mm. Um, and yeah. yeah, and I've never had it die on me. Like the one that I've had right now, it's still running on the batteries I put in it like two or three years ago. And then same with the one before. It doesn't it. have an auto off feature. Um, Why well, turn it off as soon as I'm done oh. using it? Um, I think it yeah, does have I, an auto off, but it's not. I mean, it, in most cases, it's not. That's not really a big deal. I mean, it's like ten minutes or something like that, and and all you got to do is just touch it or something, and it's it'll reset. But I have run into it where uh, back in the day I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to be tied to a cord. You know, like when I first started, you know, I'm like, okay, just set up the scale. And I've actually had the thing in the middle of doing stuff. Like, I don't know, you just get distracted or something happens and it's like it shuts off in the middle and you're like, oh God, where was I at? You know, <laughs> like, so I was done with that. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting one that stays on all the time from now on. Just it took one, one or two times for that to happen for me to be like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think maybe like, I don't know. I can't remember that happening to me before. I think it maybe has once. But, you know, I, like, I always just do my part A first, you know, and if it turned off mm -hmm. on me with part A, the only time I could ever see that being a problem would be if I was literally using the last cup that I had, because all I would do yeah. would, I, I would just grab an empty cup, zero it out again with that cup on it, and then just yeah. put, put the other one back on, um, but yeah, I, I mean, the, the thing for me that is, um, I guess lucky in, in my use case, which is very different to yours is that I never ever need to weigh out my dyes where to you, yeah. it's like a super integral part of your process, like for your, your color, uh, your team yeah. color blanks. So like for me, if for whatever, for whatever reason, like you know, I absolutely had to go to, um, something that was even like to the single gram, I would, I'd be fine, um, you yeah. know, doing that, but that obviously would never work for what you do. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully that, that new one you get works. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah this, so I, I don't know of any other, uh, the the reason I like that LB3000 one, the, the, the one that I usually use, is it just, it's like perfectly in the middle of the pack. It's like 40 bucks, I want to say. It, the price went up. They used to be 30, but it's like 40 bucks. And it had like a huge range and they're, and they're fast usually like they, I've been really happy with those things. And so it was like the perfect scale. And so now like I got a $300 one coming, I got a hundred dollar one coming. And then I got actually, this is a funny thing. There's, there's, have you seen the little, there's like super tiny. They almost look like, like a MacBook pro or something. They're like silver, super tiny, super thin. And they're like 10 bucks. Those things actually work really well too, and I, and I knew that, but I I'm, I'm just kind of like in the back of my mind, like I just don't know if I want to trust this for the, for you know these super accurate like the tenth, um, grams and all this stuff. But those ones actually work pretty decent too, and I and I have one of those, but it's just tough. Like now I'm like I don't know I don't know of any others that are like you know thirty forty bucks that that have a, a wide enough range. 
um, that'll go, you know, 3,000, because 3,000 grams, I mean, there are very few things that I've done that, that are higher than that. Um, there have been a couple, but here's the other thing. If, if I'm doing huge pours, like, you know, buckets full, usually you're using epoxy and that's a volume measurement um, in most of them. So it's not a big, you know, you don't need to actually weigh it in that case. Um, but yeah, so I'm kind of on the fence on what to do. You know, I'm either going super cheap at this point or super expensive, I guess. I don't know. I'm also, I'm going to call American Way Scales. It's just weird that I've had the same issue on three scales. Like, I mean, what kind of terrible qual- uh, quality control <laughs> do you guys have? You know, mm-hmm. so maybe it's something I'm doing. I don't, maybe our power's messed up or doing something weird. I, I don't know, but it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, definitely worth giving them a call. Yeah. So I thought I'd ask see if see if you had any input and 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 also bring it up just in case other people are running into issues. Um, I I always feel bad if I recommend a product and then it sucks because <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know you know like I don't know what to do about it. So I, I definitely do want to call the company and just be like, what's going on? Like this is terrible. You know, I'm sitting here using it and it doesn't work, and I'm recommending it, and it's you know if that's if these things are terrible now, then I'm definitely. I'm pulling that off of my recommended page. Right. So I, I have a, I have a question for you. I think, um, I think I, I kind of know what, what your answer is, is going to be. And I can also throw out some of my, um, tips and tricks. I'm sure they're going to be the same, but I don't know if we've ever talked about this before on the show, which is casting, uh, really thin items. So like, for instance, a lot of people, in the knife making community like to have um liners where you know they'll mm. you know ha- i don't know have like a solid black like resin liner or white and then wood on the outside or even still resin um you know a lot of people will have cool like glow in the dark liners with their their knife mm-hmm. handles you know um and you know the uh the possibilities are are, are endless but you know i I'm curious um, if you have any tips and tricks for any of our listeners out there um, when it when it comes to casting like a really thin thin item like that. Hmm. Well, number one, depending on how you're going to get it to like the right thickness, you, you want to really make sure that that thing's level, like the mold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because otherwise, if it's like kind of cockeyed, it's going to be a, a pain. You're, you, a lot of times you can run into where there's not enough material on one side and too much on the other. So um, I always really try to level things if I'm if I'm pouring something thin. Um, I in the in that case, I really prefer using urethane resin, um, so like Alumilite Clear uh, or even Clear Slow. Um, urethanes harden faster um, than than epoxies, so on the like when when resins are curing and i'm I'm just not even going to mention polyester resin because i just don't even use it but uh, and i don't i don't know most people just are using either an epoxy or a urethane based resin um but urethanes compared to epoxies um, epoxies cure on a linear scale so like you know the full cure will be in seven days and it it kind of equally over those seven days cures Whereas urethanes kind of are an exponential curve where they, they get super hard real quick and then it kind of tapers off um, the rest of the you know days. 
So, you know, within like a day or two, it's like hard, you know, and, and a lot of people will notice when they're casting epoxy, it'll be, you can like dent it with your fingernail sometimes. And so personally, I would recommend using a, a urethane just to get it, it. It just makes it harden up a little bit faster. Um, I don't know. I guess that's not the biggest problem necessarily. You, you, you could like accelerate the cure by heating it up in an oven, I guess, but I don't know. That's just one thing that I would do. Um, that's one of the, another reason why I like Alumalite clears. It just, it, it has that property. It, it kind of cures and hardens kind of pretty quick out, out of the, out of the gate. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that other than, I can't think of any other things, um, off the top of my head where you might run into problems that, well, you know, one thing we were just talking about scales. If, if it's a very thin, like small amount of resin, then you definitely want to be more accurate when you're, you're, you know, measuring out your resin, smaller amounts of resins. Um, like if you're using a, a scale that only is accurate to a, the nearest gram, then, and, and I, I think that we're talking about more resin than this would probably pertain to, but, um, if you only mixed up like 20 grams of resin and your scale is only accurate to, to one gram, it could possibly um, throw off the ratio. I mean, it, it could be a good, you know, in the end, like almost a full gram off. Um, so if you're doing super small amounts, you want a, a little bit more accurate scale. I would definitely recommend if you constantly do really small amounts of resin to get one that's a point point one gram scale. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Do you... What, what, Am I missing anything? <laughs> Am I missing something obvious? No, no. I, I mean, what the the biggest thing that I would I would mention, um, and I, I think you touched on it, um, in a in a way when you were talking about hardness is, it's really really important for um a- anybody out there who's who's going to be doing something like this to wait longer than you normally do for a cure time, unless mm-hmm. you are doing like a post cure. Um, than, than you would for a normal sized blank. Um, because what's what's going to happen is one, it's going to be really hard to get out of the mold. But uh, two, most importantly, is it's not it, it's going to be kind of flimsy. And um, no, if you do something really thin, it's it's always going to be pliable, no matter, you know, how much of a full cure it's at. However, um, you know, like you want to, to wait longer because it's just it's going to take longer for it to get to that full cure um and especially to like if you know you were planning on sanding it you know or 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 something like that after to get it to like a super specific um thickness then you're going to want to wait because then you know you might just like barely be be pressing it somewhere but then it's you know it kind of retains retains that that shape um Mm -hmm. so like zach was mentioning like doing a post cure um although i'm not super familiar with it can definitely work and help but just the just the biggest thing you know is i i remember doing it once or twice the the first couple times and just waiting like an hour and a half or, or or two hours like kind of the normal time um but it just wasn't anywhere near as as much because the other thing to keep in mind if you're doing it in the size of like let's say a pen blank slab you know like four or five inches um roughly square um even if you're doing like a fifth like let's say a 70 gram pour which is about the same size as a single pen blank 
it's not going to cure as fast and as hard as fast. Um, if you poured that same 70 grams across like that versus in a condensed single pen blank where the, the volume is, you know, more condensed when it's a lot more spread across, um, like a white, you know, it's, it, it doesn't get as hot, right? Like it, it, yeah. so it, it takes a lot longer for it to get, um, hard and, and to a full cure. So anyway, just want to throw that, that out there. Cause that's something that, um, you know, fortunately it wasn't a lot of resin wasted because <laughs> they're, they're small <laughs> pores, but definitely was, um, you know, a, a mistake I made too. And, and the other thing, um, I guess I, the final thing I would throw out there, um, is it could be worth looking into, um, a good way to kind of de- demold them. They can sometimes be hard because they don't have as much, um, like if you're, if you're doing something in HEPE, if it's silicone, it's fine. It's, it's easy. But if it's in HEPE, even if you take off one of the sides, um, which you kind of would have to, uh, it, it can still be hard to kind of get some force down on it to pop off because it's just so light. So, um, anyway, that's, that's kind of about it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good topic because a lot of people make, you know, knife scales. Now on the other hand, if I was going to make knife scales, I would most likely, or even like these liners, well, I think in most cases I would probably just buy liners. <laughs> there's there's other materials where you can just buy it, and it's a little bit easier if it's just going for like solid colors. But um, I like the glow in the dark thing. I like that's a, that's a cool idea. Um, but and and the reason I would say I say that is just it's it's easier if if you're going for something super thin like that to get it perfectly even with resin casting. It's kind of tough. Like even if you've done really well trying to level it. If you're just going for like a black liner, I would just buy the the liner from you know like the the, the knife making companies out there. Um, I just think it's a lot easier to do it that way. But for the glow in the dark, if you want to do something custom like that, um, uh, what was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, what I would do um, actually is I would maybe depending on how thick or, or thin I, I should say um, it's going to end up being, I would just pour a bigger brick and then cut them out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's another way to go. Just put on the bandsaw, cut them out and then, you know, drum sand it. And at least at that point, I don't know, it might, it might work a little bit easier. Maybe I definitely do that with knife scales. Um, I, I, I yeah, usually definitely. don't just pour, you know, one, one thing, one thin thing. So yeah, good, good topic. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, I don't really, I don't make knife scales or, or make knives, and so I don't know how much experience you have either with that. But if anybody has any other input, um, definitely, you know, hit us up on Instagram or email us because that's definitely a topic that I don't really have a whole lot of knowledge about or, you know, experience with, let's say. Yeah, absolutely. It, it'll always be it always be good to, to hear from listeners. So definitely, you know, give us give us some feedback, especially if you've tried something similar or have any input. Um I know we're we're getting kind of close up to the the hour mark. Is there anything that you wanted? Any other questions you had um, or topics you wanted to cover? Uh, I have some, but I, I think we are kind of running up to the the end of the clock, so <laughs> I can I can save them for next week. Okay, 
Alrighty then. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Alright, guys, thanks for listening. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do so over on Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash theresincast. Also, if you have any questions that you want to submit, you can do so at theresincast at gmail.com. And make sure to check us out on YouTube. You can search for Wine Country Pens or Resinworks Studio. And check out our websites, winecountrywoodworks.com, winecountrymica.com, and resinworksstudio.com.